Hello, Probers. Howdy, howdy. And welcome again to another exciting episode of But It Was Aliens, the extraterrestrial comedy podcast. I'm your host today, Moonwalker, and I'm joined on this file by my co-host, Kevin the Grey, a.k.a. Greybeard. I'm naked. He actually is. I was disturbed at first. Now I'm comfortable. (laughs) In today's file, we're heading back to the 80s, 1980 to be precise. And before we start, I'm going to throw out some major things that happened in 1980. These aren't in any particular order. First off, we have the Rubik's Cube was debuted in January at a toy fair in London. Swines. Post-it notes were released in the US in April. John Lennon was shot outside of his New York apartment. Mm. And we had the release of Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. It was Episode 2 back then. Just, just saying. You Five. <laughs> the Empire Strikes Back and Raging Bull. Oh, Raging Bull. That is a phenomenal film. Phenomenal. For real. But there's something that's more important and with more significant ramifications than any of these or even all of these combined. And that is? On the evening of December 29th, three people were travelling home from a delightful meal at a restaurant in Dallas, Texas. Betty Cash, Vicky Landrum, (laughs) and Vicky's grandson, Colby. What is it with you and Betty's? (laughs) Every case lately, you've got to bring a Betty into it. Because they're Betty. Betty! (laughs) They were travelling along an isolated two-lane road in dense woods. Then they noticed a bright light above the line. They assumed it was just an aeroplane approaching Houston Airport, which was about 35 miles away. As they proceeded to drive along the winding roads, they saw the same light again, but this time it was much closer and much brighter. It was so close that they were able to make out its shape. This thing was diamond-shaped and no longer was it flying. Diamond? I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting a cigar or a dish for some reason. No, this one's diamond. Oh, forever. <laughs> I didn't have to ask if it was forever. <laughs> it was hovering just above tree level. The base of the diamond was expelling flames and giving off significant heat. Ooh, it was a hot diamond nugget. On the instruction of Landrum, who feared that they'd be burned if they got any closer, Cash stopped the car. Landrum didn't see this as anything to be scared of, though. Quite the opposite. As a born-again Christian, she saw this as a sign of the second coming of Jesus Christ. And told Colby, that's Jesus, he will not hurt us. Where's the accent? That's Jesus, he will not hurt us. (laughs) I have no idea if that was anywhere near a Texas accent. Considering the accents, I'd say probably not. But (laughs) I was also trying to make a feminine... (laughs) It sounded nothing like either. Your voice is so deep. (laughs) You could not do feminine if you tried. (laughs) That's Jesus. What I do declare. (laughs) That is Jesus. That there Jesus Christ. He will not hurt us. No. I'm your father. So. So. (laughs) Sorry, I was having a little sippy sip from my sippy cup. Mm, I'm just thinking of the diamond that's not forever. Because I was going on my trail of thoughts, but then I'm looking over your research notes now, and I've kind of 
they've collided and come out with nothing. <laughs> so what were your thoughts before the research notes? Um, I was focusing on how they didn't wreck. They thought it was a plane in the sky. Mm. So are they saying that this thing moves like a plane? At first, they thought it was a plane because the airport's not far away. Mm. So they saw it going overhead, just assumed it was a plane. When you see... Well, they must be quite close to the airport then. So wouldn't the plane be quite low to be able to realise if it's a plane or not? Mm, not necessarily. At night, you're just seeing light, aren't you, really? Yeah. It wasn't until they drove a little bit further. And there was three witnesses to this, yeah? Mm-hmm. How do we know it wasn't Jesus? I shall continue. <laughs> Cash wanted to turn the car around but quickly thought against it when she realised that there was a possibility of the car getting stuck due to the rain that evening, making the mud soft. What sort of road was this? I thought it was a dual carriageway. It was a two-lane road, but probably to turn around, probably a big car or just windy road. But if there's two road. lanes, you can three-point that son of a bitch. Depends how the lanes are. I don't know American roads. Well, it's big enough to fit a car in it, because they're on it. Yeah, but... Therefore, times that by two. Doesn't mean that there's not some, like, metal railing Wait, when they the say the dual lanes, does that mean one forward, one backwards? Or does that mean Possibly. two forwards, two backwards? <laughs> no. This is important! <laughs> I'm just going on need the to research get, that I have. need to get Google Maps out and find <laughs> out. I'll let you do that. <laughs> I forgot why I was even making that point now. Oh, because of they're saying it's a mud road. That just mm. yeah, that seems strange to have a dual carriageway made of mud. But you're thinking of it as a dual carriageway, not just a windy road. The long and winding road. <laughs> Both Cash and Landrum got out of the car to take a closer look. But Landrum quickly returned to the car to comfort Colby, who was terrified. He had the right idea. Cash stayed he outside. Saw Jesus coming. <laughs> Mesmerised by what was in front of her. The object was shaped like a huge upright diamond. However, its top and bottom were cut off so that they were flat. It was a dull silver, yet shone brightly. The size of it was similar. <laughs> it was dull, yet show, shone. Yep. <laughs> so it was dull, but very light. Probably gave off. You know when something shines and... And it's light. I'm trying to think... <laughs> Have you ever seen a dark shine? Yes. Shut up. No, let me continue. <laughs> Apologies. Continue. You interrupt me once more. And you'll you'll what? Pay. You'll shine a dull thing at me? I'm going to flick your nipple. You've got to find it first. It's very little. <laughs> <laughs> My next line is the size of it is similar to the Dayton Tower. Obviously not your nipple. <laughs> The size of this diamond was similar to the Dayton Water Tower, which I've included in a picture just for reference. So if you can have a look at that okay, picture, yeah, you can yeah. see it. That's kind of what I pictured, actually. Good. Good. So hold on. Was it the size of the tower from the ground, or was it the size of the actual water feature on the top of the tower? I'm assuming the size of the water feature on top of the tower. Okay, that's actually not that big. That's like a little space but capsule with, for, what, two people, maybe? For but that's... I couldn't get an actual closer picture of that. Yeah, no worries. But that's quite big. If that was to fall on you, that's oh, crushing yeah, more than absolutely. two absolutely. But it just, again, I was thinking of a bigger ship or Jesus. <laughs> Small blue lights 
ringed around its center, and every few minutes flames would burst out from the bottom, creating a large cone effect. Every time the fire stops, the UFO floated a few feet down and would then float back up to the same distance when the flames kicked back out. So it's a floater. <laughs> it's a floater. The heat kicked out was so hot, it made the metal of the car extremely hot to touch. Cash said she had to use her coat to protect herself when she finally got back in the car. Sorry, I was going to wait for you to continue, but I just had a thought come to mind. How bloody close to it are they? Doesn't say, like, distance-wise, but close enough that the heat is kicking out and making the car extremely hot to touch. So much so that she had to use her coat to protect herself <laughs> to get back inside. I keep on thinking that Cash Lander is one person. <laughs> a great name for one yeah. person, isn't it? <laughs> Sounds like a wrestler. When Landrum placed her hand on the softened vinyl, it pressed in and left an imprint, which could be, which could still be seen weeks later. It was proof like this which led investigators to cite it as proof. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That would definitely evidence heat. Mm-hmm. Did it burn her hand? Don't think so. Like, not to the point where it's seared. Yeah, because I'm just thinking, if you put your hand in something that was hot enough to still be fluid enough to leave an imprint, that'd be pretty hot, wouldn't it? But then it may have been a case of she put her hand on and then quickly took it off due to the heat, yeah. but it's still... But it left an imprint, because this, obviously it's hot. It's not like concrete that's, like, you can put your hand in it and it hardens as it dries rather than it cools. Do you know what I mean? This, if it's hot enough to turn it fluid, that must have burnt her hand. She's lost her hand! <laughs> the women then said that the object rose above the treetops and rose higher into the sky. And then they came. A group of helicopters that surrounded it in a tight-knit formation. They counted 23 of them. Jesus. Some of which were later identified as Boeing CH-47 Chinooks, which are used by military forces worldwide. With the road now clear, Cash carried on driving. They could still see glimpses of the object and the helicopters in the distance. From the first sighting to the object leaving, it lasted about 20 minutes. They counted 23 helicopters. Mm-hmm. Get out of Java! 23 you'd lose count Get to after the chopper. <laughs> you'd lose count after like five to ten surely depends on the like, formation they've actually counted are you, hold on hold on hold on are these guys are you telling me you can't count past five no i'm just saying like in the heat of the moment she's just burnt her arm off <laughs> they're not really sure what's going on they've seen strange lights diamonds in the sky and they've I, stopped I to carefully count <laughs> 23 Heli choppers. Might, one might have counted them. There's 23 of them. If they thought it was an aeroplane, why did they get out of the car in the first place? Well, they thought it was an aeroplane until they drove a little bit further and could actually make out what the shape was. If you saw a flying diamond above you, would you get out of the car? I would sing that it's forever. <laughs> but would you get out of the car and sing? No. <laughs> actually, that's a lie. I probably would get out of the car just to take a video recording of it as proof then get in my car and drive in the opposite direction. You'd be dead. <laughs> Soon as you make that decision, get out of your car. She's dying. <laughs> it's going to get... Oh, actually, that's a thought. She's dying. I'm thinking, because of the heat, she's put a hand on the vinyl of her car and it's left a handprint. Mm -hmm. 
that's some radiation, son. She's going to get like radiation poison and, and cark it. Are you sure? Well, I'm obviously not sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is your case, not mine. I'm just thinking if there's heat from a craft above them to make this aliens, there would have to be some sort of powerful energy force. And what, she's what? out there without protection. You say she's going to cark if it. There's, if she's not carking it, then this ain't aliens. What if I told you that she lives to be 115? Then it's not aliens. What if they prolonged her life? She's floating military diamonds. Two helicopters, no, four helicopters together in a diamond <laughs> shape. <laughs> Cash dropped the landrums off at home. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm still thinking it's one person. <laughs> Cash dropped the landrums off at home and then took herself home too. But this wasn't the end of it. All three started to show similar signs of illness. Ah, see? <laughs> but Cash had it worse. Dead. <laughs> they suffered nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, general weakness, burning sensation in the eyes, and the feeling like they were suffering from sunburn. That's literally radiation sickness <laughs> right there. Called it. <laughs> like I said, Cash suffered these more than the other well, two. because she got out and took her coat off. <laughs> Large painful blisters started to appear on her skin. And on January 3rd, 1981, she was admitted to hospital. And carked it. She died, didn't she? She was unable to walk. Large clumps of hair started to fall out. And she'd also lost large patches of skin too. Although her condition hadn't got significantly better, she was discharged from hospital after 12 days. Only to return for 15 days a short time later. Well, that sounds very poor of the medical staff at the hospital. What the hell were they playing at? She's made no improvement, yet they discharge her home. Are they, like, discharging her to die? What if she was a bitch? (laughs) (laughs) I'd just like to say at this point that full respect to the family, because this was the 80s, so they could well still be alive other than this lady who's clearly dead. No disrespect meant. (laughs) So she came out of hospital... (laughs) Went straight back to hospital. I was going to say, when you were saying that she couldn't walk, large clump, large, large, large <laughs> clumps large of hair had fallen out, that that's two symptoms of death. You ever seen a skeleton with hair? Don't say yes. Goonies doesn't count. I was about to say yes. The Goonies. <laughs> hey, you guys. <laughs> Mama, you've been bad. That film's great. It is great. Below is a selection of photographs showing them. An artist's rendition of what they saw and some pictures of the effects to Cash. Cash. Wow. Cash Landrum. I want that to be one person now. (laughs) It's a superhero. Hi, Cash Landrum. Origin story was they saw a floating diamond in the sky. Got burned by the radiation. Radiation, alien radiation. Exactly. There you go. You are on it. She can fire hair at people. Explains the ball patches. Right. Betty Cash looks really pissed off that this photo has been taken. Holy shit, Vicky Landrum is elderly at the time of this event. Mm-hmm. Firstly, okay, there's no way she's still alive, bless her. Secondly, <laughs> why is she not the one getting affected worse? You'd think she'd be more vulnerable. But then did she get out of the vehicle or was it just Betty? Yeah, they both got out. What about this little fool? She re- he was terrified. Did he stay stayed in? in okay. He, he wasn't terrified. <laughs> he was, he was sensible. He was smart. <laughs> That's an intelligent little man right there. He's got some cold eyes, though. 
<laughs> he looks like he's about to kick that photographer that's taken the photo of him square in the balls. Okay, moving on. That's some good evidence of radiation poisoning here. You've got me on board as to they've seen something already just based on the radiation. That would be very hard to fake. Looks horrible, doesn't it? Yeah, like, okay, you could... That hair has got little patches within the bald patches, like patches of single hairs. Mm. Therefore, that hasn't been shaved. That's fallen. So they've either pulled out the hair, which would be profoundly painful, one would imagine, or that's genuine. And the burns on the hands on top of that, that looks pretty serious, actually. So they've either seen an alien or a diamond military radiation vehicle. Or... De Bell! <laughs> they've seen De Gluck. Were Nazis involved? Were Nazis involved? I, I thought you were about to say something else. <laughs> I was waiting for an answer. I need the ending, damn it. And then the last picture is diagrams. Can you remind me what these are? Because they look so that like I drew them. Both Vicky's description and Colby's description. So I know. So I'm guessing someone else drew them from what oh, they told them. Okay. So one described a circular ship. And the other described a diamond ship then, because one is very clearly circular, one is diamond. No, the little boy's description is the one that's actually... The diamond. Correct. Well, is it correct? I didn't see it. How do we know it's correct? <laughs> this could have been a circle. From what was described... They are similar, his... though. Yeah, so they've both basically described a flying ship, be it circular or diamond with fire underneath and a glow around it. Almost everything is identical. Correct. Even the length of the road. Now, if you're thinking that all of these symptoms sound like that of a cancer patient, you'd be correct. I wasn't. <laughs> Cash was treated for cancer due to being exposed to the radioactive UFO. Wait, so could she have had cancer before this? Because that too would explain the potential hair loss. Um, they could have been lesions rather than burns. She could have been a very unwell lady. Could have been 100% fit and healthy until the exposure of the radio... Radiation? <laughs> well... <laughs> radiation from the UFO. I was standing on the ledge of a very high building here. You've just talked me back down. Stay up there. You're right to be there. <laughs> the Landrums got off much lighter only suffering from skin sores, hair loss, and a lingering weakness. And a cold stare. <laughs> <laughs> they are cold as. Colby was never happy again. Cold dead as. Cold be. We spoke about MUFON briefly in a previous episode. Mm. They are the mutual UFO network, composed of civilian volunteers who study UFO sightings. Well, MUFON had a radiologist examine the medical records of the three and wrote and i quote we have strong evidence that the patients have suffered secondary damage to ionizing radiation it is also possible that there was an infrared component as well possible the three of them weren't the only ones to see the helicopters detective lamar walker and his wife <laughs> granville <laughs> please tell me it's granville and his wife also told investigators <laughs> That they witnessed the helicopters at the same time, but they didn't see the diamond-shaped object. Does the wife own or run a hotel in Wales? Me and the wife do not share <laughs> the same name other than the surname. You are the wife, so damn it. fuck off. <laughs> in April 1981, a CH-47 flew, flew into and landed in Dayton. 
Colby witnessed this and became upset, so Vicky decided to take him to see it so that he could see there was nothing to be scared of. Which makes sense. We're always told to face our fears. We are not going ghost hunting. (laughs) (laughs) Haunted mansion, son. Nope. (laughs) Once inside the aircraft, Vicky and another witness claim the pilot mentioned that he has been there before to help a UFO in trouble. What? Landrum was happy when she heard this news, but when she told the pilot that she was one of the people burned by the UFO, he refused to talk to them and rushed them off the helicopter. I bet there's no other witnesses to this, is there? It was just them and the pilot. Could not find out who the other witness was. Because there wasn't another witness. Maybe... They could have made this up. What do you mean, no? Maybe she didn't know who that person was, so then couldn't get in contact with them after. Hmm... So what do you think about this theory of facing your fears? Spiders? Nope. Ghosts? Nope. What about a spider ghost? No, don't like ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) It's because you can't fight them. You can fight everything else. You might lose, but you can... You know how you can exercise a demon? If something is physically there in front of you, you have a chance. It might be 0.000001 of a chance... But that's still a chance. A ghost mm. can bitch slap you around without you being able to get a hit. But usually to like get rid of a ghost, they're connected to this world somehow. They might have like a personal belonging that's been left behind, so you just gotta burn it. Therefore you can fight them. How in the hell am I meant to know what that is? Research their life, identify who they are. How the hell what sort of son, investigator are you? Son, <laughs> if a ghost just walks in here and starts fighting you, how are you where are you getting the time to go research? You're not even going to be able to see or know who it is. Yes, it's not just going to take me, is it? That's not how it works. Have you never seen a horror film? I so wish something just flew across the room and hit So do I. I would love it. (laughs) I have no fear. Cash Landrum. (laughs) (laughs) Can we just call them that from now on rather than like (laughs) Cash and Landrum or Betty and Victoria? Yep. I remember this. Vicky. (laughs) All right. So Cash Landrum contacted their US senators, Lloyd Benston and John Tower. Is that like us contacting our MPs? I think so. Yeah. It was after their contact with the two that they were told they're better off filing a complaint with the Jackal. (laughs) (laughs) Known to most others as the Judge Advocate Claims Office, which is located at Bergstrom Air Force Base. Fine work. <laughs> I'm going to jack off. <laughs> in August 1981, all three of them were interviewed at length at the Air Force Base and jack then off. advised to hire a lawyer and seek financial compensation for their injuries. Interesting. Which, if you ask me, aliens. <coughs> Someone inside knows what's going on and feels for them getting caught in the crosshairs. Attorney Peter Gerstein took the case pro bono and the case made its way through the courts for several years and they were suing them for the sum of 20 million dollars 20 million dollars which is a crazy amount of money but would have been insane back then but to put it into context 20 million in 1980 is 62 million six hundred and forty nine thousand two hundred and seventy one and eighty four dollars today crikey 
Oh my, that is a lot. That is a lot. That's like a double Euro millions, possibly even a treble. In the meantime, other investigations were still going on regarding the incident. By whom? Landrum had called a number of government agencies and officials about what they'd gone through, and even called NASA. When she called NASA, she was sent in the direction of John Schluser? Schluser. Schluser. He had a long interest in UFOs himself and was also an aerospace engineer with some associates from MUFON. They researched the case and also wrote several... (laughs) And also wrote several articles and even a book on it titled The Cash Landrum UFO Incident. Yeah, I've heard of this actually. In 1982, Lieutenant Colonel George Sarin began... (laughs) Actually... Began the only thorough formal governmental investigation into the encounter. Formal thorough government investigation. He was unable to find any evidence that the helicopters belonged to the US Armed Forces. This is what you'd expect him to say. Yeah, I was literally nodding because I was like, (laughs) yeah, I bet. (laughs) However, he follows it up with claiming that all five of the witnesses are credible witnesses and there was no evidence that anyone was trying to exaggerate the truth. But like I said earlier, this case was around for several years. And on August 21st, 1986, a US District Court judge dismissed their case. It was dismissed due to a lack of evidence. Mm. As Cash Landrum... (laughs) Thank you. ...had no proof... ...that the helicopters were part of the US Armed Forces and the Armed Forces were able to prove that they didn't have a diamond-shaped aircraft in their possession. I bet they bloody were. Of course they're not going to admit it. But get this. No one has claimed that the craft didn't exist, which is generally the first thing people try to prove. But this time, it was just that they didn't have it on them. Hmm. Oh, this has confused me a little bit. Good. No, no, no. Not necessarily in a good way. No, I'm saying good. (laughs) The fact that they've sued for money rather than trying to get the truth out there, mm. makes me suspicious again. They've been hurt. you got to think it's the American system where a lot of people will sue just because they've been inconvenienced. Whereas these I know what you're saying. guys actually have terrible things happen to them. But people can also be a little bit bonkers and do things to themselves to try and earn that 60 million. That is true. Like This could all be a ruse. <laughs> just an alternative theory. Or they could have genuinely been unwell, but connected it to this incident when it wasn't. They could have had food poisoning and got diarrhea. I thought, there's money here. We live near that airfield. This could have been planned. Planned. So let's take a quick look at Gersten for a second, their lawyer. Gersten. He took the case for free. Yeah. But this isn't the only time he's battled the courts about UFOs. Oh no. He's the founder of Kels. I don't know if it's pronounced Kels or Kors or there's no E on the end. The Citizens Against UFO Secrecy and was involved in a case against the CIA, which resulted in the CIA having to release over 900 government files on UFOs. So he knows a thing or two about cover-ups. Or he was obsessed. But he won the case. Doesn't mean he's not obsessed. That is true. He's a winner. He could know that the government are up to things like military secrets Mm -hmm. and being exploiting that. But if you were 
going up against the government or someone in a case about UFOs, mm -hmm. wouldn't he be the one you'd want? He beat the CIA in court. Yeah, but they've kind of got their hands tied because their choices are take the hit, give them the money, or disclose your secrets. This is in the middle of the Cold War era. Russia could be watching the Americans, <laughs> and the Americans could be watching Russia, and UK could be caught in the middle. There are always going to be sceptics. Hello! <laughs> in Schusler's report, there is no evidence of medical records before the incident, and when challenged, they refuse to bring them. <laughs> in an article by Robert Schaefer, I found the following excerpt. While we were discussing this case via email, Gary Posner, MD, wrote, I recall a photo being shown on the April 1st, 1982 edition of ABC TV's That's Incredible of Betty's arms with discreet, round, sunburn-type rashes that immediately caused me to suspect that she had created them by covering her arms with a garment containing circular cutouts and then exposing herself to sunlight. He says that what Posner is suggesting is that these were done by Betty herself the same way that religious zealots will create their own markings of stigmata. You're a choir boy compared to me! <laughs> and there's a medical term for this, known as Munchausen syndrome. Munchausen syndrome, hmm. If Betty's records show anything like this in them, then it throws the whole case, event, incident, everything out of the window. In 1994, UFO skeptic Stuart Campbell suggested that they, that they may have seen a mirage of cannabis, which laid exactly in line with the road. In 2018, Brian Dunning investigated the case and concludes that Betty's hair loss is down to the autoimmune disease alopecia area. And Vicky's only recorded condition is developing cataract in one eye. They wrongly and honestly put the blame of their health problems on what they saw that night, even twisting the truth a bit to get the Air Force to pay out. So if you believe in your heart that the Air Force did something to you, you wouldn't feel it's wrong to exaggerate evidence as long as it's in pursuit of what you believe to be a just settlement. So you can see these people are just salty. <laughs> they were after the money. Could I just rewind very momentarily to your shouting a quote from End of Days mm -hmm. after saying stigmata? <laughs> Didn't she suffer it? Christ in New York, Christine. In End of Days. Shit, that was, wasn't it? You're thinking of Stigmata, which we watched together when we were like 17. Still doesn't stop oh. the fact that you're a choir boy compared to me. <laughs> Both are great films, by the way. <laughs> but it was Aliens, right? No. <laughs> so she suffered from the Stigmata. Alopecia. But it was Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was more on board at the start than I feel I am now. You were in at the start. I was, yeah, because I saw this was like radiation poisoning and I was thinking, what the hell could have caused that? But now I'm taking my rational hat back on and feeling that they could have done it themselves quite easily by cutting circular <laughs> holes. <laughs> but to be honest, the, the thought process that put me onto that idea was them going for the money, suing for around 20 million. Why 20 million? That suggests money grabbing to me rather than damages. What if they said 20 million and 5p? 
I'd be slightly more willing to listen, but I'd still be suspicious on account of the round 20. Yeah. If they claimed like 634,928 or something. You'd be more inclined to believe that. Okay, that's been calculated. It seems they've got health bills and whatnot, but they've just gone for a number that sounds good. And no medical records. That is a massive alarm bell. That's the one that got me while I was researching it. Mm. I was like, would. Because when they were talking about cancer and stuff like that, I was like, but wouldn't it be in the medical records? And then they were like, they won't bring the medical records. And I was yeah. like, you motherfuckers. It was at that very moment <laughs> that I made my mind up. <laughs> I'm not saying it was aliens. I'm calling bullshit. Money grabbing bullshitters. Apologies to the family. Did she die though? She did. I did have the dates, but I've clearly taken them Yeah, out. it's not hugely important, I guess. Um, she did... I wouldn't say live a long life, but she lived for yeah. quite a while after that. And Vicky and Colby lived quite a while afterwards as well. Oh, I think Colby's probably, probably still alive yeah. now. Probably in his 40s, I imagine. Mm-hmm. So this week, it is not aliens. It is not aliens. <laughs> Nor is it bullshit. Kev? Jesus? Is it, are you sure it's not aliens? <laughs> it's not aliens. <laughs> You say that with a hint of doubt in your mind. No, I do not. I say that with um, absolute clarity. It's not Jesus. It's not aliens. It's not anything except for bullshit. I wish I had a hammer to, like, we should get a hammer. Well, as you can tell, Kev is sounding quite salty at the moment. Um, I'm not it's salty. Not alien- just, I'm, I'm not <laughs> salty. <laughs> I was clarifying because you challenged there was doubt in my voice when there clearly was not. Nah, I, I can't even push him. It's not aliens. Push it real good. <laughs> so thank you for listening to today's file. We appreciate every single one of you. Even you, Colby. Even you. With your cold, cold eyes. It has. Think we're secretly selling you out to the aliens? No. Think we're secretly selling you out to the aliens? Double cross the aliens? Ooh. Think this is a double cross of the original double cross that will be double crossed. <laughs> I've gone cross-eyed. Hashtag Pro. Pro.